welcome back to the Vintage Podcast. Uh, my name is Lena Norms and I'm here with... Liz Foley and Beth Coates. They are two very fancy editors and also authors, but we'll talk about that later, um, who I thought I would I would commandeer into my company uh, because it is National Novel Writing Month or NaNoWriMo for those of you in the know. Uh, so I thought it would be a great time to talk about the editing process in general, um, what happens after you finish a book, because I think lots of people are very nosy about that and it's mm-hmm. very rarely we get to quiz people like mm-hmm. you on it. Um, so I wanted to hear first from both of you, how did you become um, editors and, what, and why? What was the what was things like, right, editorials for me? Mm. Did you, well, I, both of us started out quite a long time ago, didn't we? And I think yes. we both followed quite traditional routes in. So you were a receptionist first. I was first, the receptionist first, yeah. But I knew I wanted to work in a publishing company. And I think yeah. at the beginning, I didn't necessarily know where. Yeah. But also, most of the time when people think about publishing companies, they're thinking about editorial. Yeah. Because it's one of the most obvious yeah. jobs. But I started as the receptionist. Yeah. And then I became an editorial assistant through you know offering to proofread things all yeah. the time and, and they're always like checking people's homework and it's like yeah kind of exactly and been pernickety yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just reading a lot and doing lots of reading so whenever something's on submission sort of putting your hand up and saying I'd like to read that as well and then people get a sense of your sort of I guess your editorial acumen don't they yeah. and then then yeah then you start to fit them in. and I started out actually as a literary scout so I didn't do editorial at all and after about four years of that I moved across to to vintage to be an, an editorial assistant as well. But being and a scout's a really good way to start, isn't it? Because you are assessing You're assessing manuscripts. manuscripts all the time and you're you're sort of looking across um, all the different genres, so not just fiction, but you know everything from very commercial to very literary. And so it gives you a really good overview. But actually, at the end of the four years, what you're desperate to do is to kind of grapple with the text a bit more. Mm. So you're the scouting bit, you're only really dealing with the acquisition moment. So you read the book quickly and then you see all the sort of... Um, excitement when it gets acquired and what I love about the editorial side of it is just being able to live with the text for quite a long time and to have that really intense relationship with an author yeah. and with the text and yeah that's the bit that feels really satisfying to me so they kind of follow through a bit because I suppose yeah. at the beginning you're kind of like oh I, I think this is how it could be fixed yeah 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 um, exactly. and then you're like no let's make sure it actually yeah, does get exactly. fixed yeah exactly yeah exactly and you get kind of like to talk about covers and all of yes, this stuff that that's fun briefing also, the covers yeah, that's yeah. one of my favorite bits yeah um, um Sorry. Don't go ahead. <laughs> um, what's your favourite thing about discovering new writing? And how do you know when you found something good? Like, what does it feel like? Is it, like, a bit different? Or is it only after a while that you're like, actually? I think, for me, it's that thing where you just have to talk to people about it all the time. Mm. That's and the I sort think of, you know quite quickly. You do, don't you? Mm. And you sort of... You, and you end up... I mean, when we're all trying to acquire things, we end up having just, et, like, conversations over and over again and people will say in the tea room, oh, have you read that thing that Liz is trying to buy? Or yeah. whatever it might be. And it just... That sort of genuine enthusiasm, and it can't be kind of fabricated and mm-hmm. that you that's what you have to kind of try and find a way of harnessing that enthusiasm and putting that into the whole sort of publishing process sort of from and that often that's a quite a long process so it can feel quite emotionally draining to yeah. keep that it's kind of buzz going but I think that's sort yeah, of necessary isn't buzz. it yeah, yeah. exactly mm-hmm. I, I think know, it what is, do you, well your... it's different in terms of identifying when you know it's something special mm-hmm. sometimes I think you get the kind of tingly feeling when you're reading like the first line yeah it depends sort of on what you're looking for so we publish a lot of literary fiction and that you kind of know quite quickly whether the writing is yeah. exciting writing line by line yeah but you obviously have to read the whole book to see whether or not the structural stuff works and the characters work yeah. and all of those other elements and whether it's satisfying and it's satisfying but then also I, I publish quite a lot of crime fiction and what I'm looking for there is sometimes a little bit different I'm still looking for like a quality of writing but I have to see how the technical mechanical 
elements of the plot work out mm. and whether the twists work and mm. whether I believe, you know, what's happening. Mm. So in a way, there's different criteria depending on, you know, what genre the book is. Yeah. And then I suppose with nonfiction, again, I mean, that's again, it's so varied. But again, it's that thing is like, is the is the argument sustained? Do you is agree it with it? Is it clear? Is yeah. it does it stand up? All of that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like an emotional decision, but then also a bit yeah. of a. Yeah. I think yeah. there you is criteria. De- yeah. You definitely yeah. got to your heart has to really be in it. Yeah, that's the sort of main thing. And then we're all aware that exactly as Beth says, it takes such a long time to go from acquiring a book to the book being published. I mean, over a year always. Most most of the time, yeah. Um, Yeah, you're right. Sometimes we do really quick turnaround things. But I'm trying to buy something now, which I'm going to try and publish in a week's time. Yes, so that's (laughs) that's heroic. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But um, so you know that you have to be feeling really strongly about it. Yeah. In yeah. order for it to last, that enthusiasm to last and go through all the people that it has to go through yeah. to get to the end reader. Yeah. It sounds like a bit like a relationship. It's like, oh, you have to know at the beginning. You yeah. Just know, yeah. But then you've got to, it's got to work. Yeah, you've exactly. got to have the same interests. Yeah. <laughs> that's you want to be true. in the same place. That's okay. true. That's a very good so, parallel. Um, yeah, no, I like that. Um, what do you think are some misconceptions about writers? Because you must meet a lot of debut authors mm. and then like, seasoned authors who have very much been through. Um, yeah. The mill, <laughs> yeah. the joyous mill of publishing. Yeah. Like, what do you think are some misconceptions that people keep? I keep think coming in? there yeah. is a, a th- uh, some people worry. I think if they don't have creative writing degrees or have mm. been on any of those creative writing courses, because a lot of people who are published obviously do have those kind mm. of backgrounds. So, one of the things I'd say is that that's definitely not necessary. That didn't used to be when we started mm. working mm. Um, in publishing. That was absolutely there were far not fewer the, of them, weren't there? The was, path yeah. that people took, and things did come up. From the slush pile, yeah. either to the agent and then to the Do you know what we mean when we say slush pile? Stay, explain slush okay, pile. Okay, so slush pile, they, it doesn't really exist anymore, does it? Or in do, the same way. Basically, there used to be literally a pile of manuscripts or proposals, which were things that had come from members of the public directly mm. to the publisher. And most of the time now, everything comes through the filter of an agent. But there was this slush pile. And generally, it was the thing that you looked at last. When you'd done all your other jobs, yeah. you'd and start tackling. And the assistants would do it. And so we did tackling. a lot of slush pile. Time. Yeah, so yeah. you'd read the slush pile. And I think... In the whole time that I've worked here, one thing came off the slush pile. I think there's been like two or three, Have but there? yeah, yeah, clearly not. Yeah, this so is like we're talking about eighteen years. No. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Um, but, but the agents obviously have a different that's, that's slush it. pile in yeah. the first place. Yeah, that they, exactly. Um, there is just people writing in. Yeah, and I think a lot. Um, People worry that maybe if they don't have the thing where they go, my short stories have been published here or I was on this creative writing course Mm. or, you know, I know these people or I have this endorsing Mm. quote from my professor, that if you don't have any of that, then that's not going to, you know, you're not going to get through the door. But I think actually if you have a really good covering letter, you can. You can get through to an agent or get through to a publisher. Yeah, and that kind of thing. about I was just reading, uh, we, you know, the author questionnaires that we do. I was just reading mm. um, one of our American authors once, and he it's a very sweet thing about how he became a writer. And he was saying, you know, he was brought up in a farm in rural Iowa mm. and didn't even read a novel till he was sixteen, mm. and then just suddenly wow. that was like became this really um, important bit of his life. And he is a really, really literary novelist. You know, mm. you wouldn't yeah. believe that he's like somebody that he's the first person in his family to graduate from university. Yeah. All of that sort of, or even to go to university. I think so. All of that stuff. Yeah, it's it, it's not like you need a sort of certain list of checkpoints to be able to do it, no. which is good. It's much and more inclusive. And also, we're really looking for ex- different experiences, aren't we? I mean, mm. what we're looking for is, I mean, one of the things that editors get tired of is is seeing the same thing proposed again and mm. again and feeling like it's very familiar territory that you're mm. having a novel about a man who is about to get divorced. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or you know, <laughs> those kind of classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, 
And mm. so what we're always desperate for is something that's original or fresh or yeah. tells us something we don't know and we want to keep learning either yeah. in the non-fiction or even on the fiction side. I think yeah. that's the thing that keeps us excited about yeah. work, isn't it? And something also that's a bit more reflective of the sort of times and society that we live in. You know, mm-hmm. We can't just be publishing into and for a kind of bubble of people. Like That's, that's, that's part of our job as well, is to yeah. sort of try and, try and get books into the hands of as wide a range of people as possible. And I think I'm mm-hmm. sure that a lot of that starts with having a really wide range of authors to begin yeah. with. Yeah, and I suppose mm. it's also just a kind of like if you keep doing what you've done, you'll ke- keep getting what you've got. Yeah, so yeah, it's kind of like no a, growth, know, exactly. Yeah, yeah um, progress. Yeah, and the, the culture of workshopping in academia as well is yeah. like sometimes a, I, I guess a book can be over workshopped. Yeah. Maybe yes. you've got an opinion about yeah, a book that yeah. that's the way it used to be, and yeah. they changed it because yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah. met somebody random. Exactly. <laughs> and it's always yeah. interesting actually when we do have authors delivering manuscripts is that they usually have done quite a lot of work with their particularly if it's a first novel or a first book they've usually done quite a lot of work with their agent but the editor might undo that work so you Mm. can overwork something because Mm. everybody who reads that book will have a slightly different idea of what they think might or could change Mm. so I think you don't have to feel like you have to absolutely perfect your manuscript Mm. because even if you do someone is very quickly going to tell you that they want you to change something and I've I've read plenty of finished novels that I'm like well yeah. I'd change that like I think <laughs> yeah. there's always somebody who's going to want it well like, yeah I suppose the really thing is that like it is that. always subjective as well isn't yeah. it it's not like there's a sort of science to this no it's and in the end it's the author's really, book yeah. so we're always very respectful of the fact that you make suggestions and it's the author's book yeah but I think sometimes I we have a brilliant um, writer and I remember sending back to her third draft notes and she sent the draft back to me and she labelled it draft 13 <sighs> because obviously she had done all those drafts before I'd even uh-huh, seen it. Right, yeah. And for her, it like... was her 13, dra- 13th yeah, draft. God. And obviously she wanted that to be recognised as it should be. Yeah. But um, it didn't stop me sending back fourth draft no, notes. But that's enough. just because, you know, you have different, mm. you know, books go through like a, you know, it's life, life cycle, don't yeah. they? And then in terms of other misconceptions, so we've had an experience recently because we have been published as authors recently as well. Mm. And one of the things that... I hadn't realised as how sort of tough it is being sent out on the road yeah, by your publisher. Publicity. So it's not, it's not, it's quite kind of gruelling. You sort of think writers are, you know, they can sit in their turret and do the yeah, thing, but that it's doesn't like work actually quite physically tiring. The amount, the, the amount of um, work yeah. that you have and to put in to get it. And just doing stuff on social media. Yeah, and, all yeah. of that. It's, uh, it's a lot. In a, re- in a really good way, it opens you out to all sorts of really new experiences, but it's, but it's not to be underestimated. Yeah, the amount of actual hard promote. graft that you have to put into promoting your book as well yeah seasons of hibernation and then yeah. wheeled out yeah <laughs> exactly months. exactly yeah um, and it's good yeah. to develop those skills i think to talk about your work mm. and you you need to find the way to talk about your work that people respond yeah most enthusiastically exactly. to exactly mm. the things that, that yeah, the, the things that people connect to yeah yeah, yeah. Um, in terms of good writing, and mm. I say good with inverted yeah. commas, because what even is that? Yeah. What What's writing that you love, and what What do you love about it? What's yeah. What's the, you're like? Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing we're all looking uh, for. Well, I'm just thinking things I've read recently that I absolutely love. Anne Patchett is like what somebody I've only just discovered to my shame, and I think she's fantastic. I sort of, I'm always drawn to a very dysfunctional family. Mm. <laughs> Commonwealth is amazing. Commonwealth is yeah. so good, and I, yeah, I love, love a dysfunctional. A I love yeah. a good broken home. Um, but also, she's just, there's what the, the thing that I like is quite paired back writing. I mm. like very, I like, and that's another thing that we do both of us share when we're editing. It's that cutting back and cutting back and refining. And I think she's got such a light touch, but. There's so much kind of big intellectual thought behind it and so mm. much kind of proper emotion, but she does it with this beautifully light touch, and I think that's partly because her prose is quite spare. Yeah. Um, 
so she is one of my absolute favourites. But then I had, but then I also, you know, Philip Roth is, an, is, a, is a writer I love as well. And actually, he's very different in that mm. he's full of kind of fury and anger and sex and death. And again, that stuff I, I respond to really well. And it's not like, it's not, it's, I suppose the language is straightforward, but it's not, you wouldn't consider it pared back yes. or minimalist. I mean, yeah. you can spend like five pages writing about making a glove. And yeah. I love I love yeah. that. And suddenly how you make a glove is the most important thing that I feel that you've got to know. It has to be <laughs> yeah. written about for whole chapters. But, he, but you know, so it's not a yeah. minimalist way of writing. But again, I love that. Yeah, well, I suppose what it is, is it line by line, it keeps you, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it like, yeah. holds on to you. Exactly. And I think it's, I, it, it's really hard to define a particular style of writing yeah. that I like because I really love both of those writers yeah. as well. But the most recent thing, actually, that I've read is Erin Morgenstern's new book, The Starless Sea, mm. which I get to read before mm. anyone else gets to mm. read. And yeah. that is completely amazing. The thing I love about that is it's hugely immersive and it's mm. really rich and baroque and incredible mm. and just, you know, it's full of sensual kind of visual things. So it's it's kind of the opposite yeah. of paired back in many ways, yeah. but both of those things yeah. I really love. There's, There's just tr- an energy trans- to both yeah. of them, I suppose. Yeah, and you're yeah. transported by both of them. Yeah, like, exactly. And they yeah. feel really authentic in their own, what they're trying to do the, yeah. in themselves. So they, so they are like... So you it's do convincing, gen- I suppose. Yeah, exactly. The, yeah. the key element, yeah. Mm. Mm. I suppose things can be rich without being complicated. Yeah. Yes. Like Erin Morgerson. Erin Morgerson wrote um, The Night Circus, for those of you who are wondering where you've heard that name before. Mm. And her new book has just been announced. It's for mm. November 2019. That's right. So yes. making us wait a whole year. Yes. <laughs> and she started Furious. writing The Night Circus as part of... Yes, month. as part of NaNoWriMo. Yes. It was a NaNoWriMo novel, so mm, yeah. motivation indeed. <laughs> um, so uh, what would you give for advice? A lot of people are going to be finishing very rough <laughs> first draft <laughs> of yeah. novels this month. What advice would you give to them um, going forward after this? Because obviously you can't write a book. In, you can write a book in 30 days, mm. but it's madness and you're left with a very strange manuscript. What advice would you give to people going forward? Because they're obviously going to be self-editing yeah. and self-censoring. Mm. Well, yeah, what we both do when we're writing is read aloud, yeah, don't we? Yeah, exactly, to try and get rhythms right and to make sure that things kind of... And sometimes it is only when you actually read the sentence. I mean, I know that reading is very different to the... Hearing something spoken aloud is very different to the writing experience, but you'll suddenly trip up on something that feels clunky or doesn't yes. quite work or doesn't flow. So that was always quite a Dialogue good... in particular should always be read aloud, I yeah. think, when you're editing your work. Yeah. I mean, the first thing I'd say, though, to people who've done it is congratulations and that's yes, amazing because exactly. getting something yeah, yeah. down on the page yeah, in the first totally. place yeah. the blank page is actually is the hardest bit yeah. revising I think I mean loads of our writers love revising mm. um, but once you've got it, something down on the page to start with mm. I think that is that is most of the battle mm. won but then um, I suppose yeah common things that come up in first novels and first books in particular is is a bit, a bit of overwriting. Mm-hmm. So again, not being as clear as you perhaps can be and yeah. maybe going a bit for something slightly more florid than you need to. Yes. Which I think is the George Orwell tip, isn't it? Is to is make it? everything, you know, very clear and simple when right. you're writing sentences rather than try and make it all too beautiful. Yeah, um, Yeah, because as soon as you start doing that, you start to lose the sense of meaning, don't you? And that's the yeah. key, key thing. Exactly. Anyway. And also it can just start to feel overwritten quite yeah. quickly, can't it? Yeah. And then... Um, cutting in general most things need cutting a bit but then you might again that's one of those things where I'd maybe be tempted to leave that a bit for an yeah. editor or an agent to look at too yeah um and then making sure that your first chapter is amazing because that's the bit that it's likely your work is going to be judged on. yes that's true and also the end really satisfies yeah because again on lots of first books I think people rush to get to the end mm. and then maybe don't and they work the first part of their book 
and the last third tends to be the tends bit to where, be the bit where it falls apart of, a little yeah. bit. Yeah, absolutely. But obviously every book is different. And mm, some yeah. books might come completely perfectly fully formed in 30 days of writing. Mm. Yeah, but I suppose it's those promises you make at the beginning and being aware of what promises you're making so yeah. you can yeah. give the reader what yeah, you promise. Yeah, otherwise yeah, yeah. absolutely. be shaking their fist at you. Absolutely, yeah. 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 I agree. Um, brilliant. Great. Thank you so well, much for you. letting me pick your brains. Pleasure. Uh, and good luck to everybody who's finishing NaNoWriMo currently. You'll get there. Yeah, well um, done. And you'll be there with your editing pens <laughs> yeah. when they do. Yes. Um, but yeah, thank you so much. Guys. No worries. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much for listening to the Vintage Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Vintage Books. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get updates about new episodes we release. We release them every Sunday, so don't miss one. And until next time. Thank you.